0: Two minutes to go. Illinois
1: 71. Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long, long three. Got another <laughs> one. He got another one. <laughs> oh, Timeout. Michigan State.
2: Fighting a line game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management Pregame Show. Your first look, an in-depth preview of today's
1: contest. Here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for Fighting Illini basketball. Right wing Kipper cuts to the lane, down low. What a slam dunk! And there's the high low
0: and the feed of the big seven footer Williams to Georgie at the free throw
1: line. Drive down the lane, it slams it in. Three, gonna have to shoot it with two.
3: A long, long three. Oh, he got it! He got it! <laughs> And that's going to end the oh. half and listen to the
1: roar! Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. Well, good evening everybody and welcome in as our Illini coverage continues tonight. We shift from football to basketball, Illinois. Continuing this home stretch of games, their third in a row at the State Farm Center tonight's opponent, the Hampton University Pirates, in from Hampton, Virginia. I'm Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate. Welcome in on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. The Illini looking for their third in a row. Hampton, another mid-major program. Lauren Tate uh, to try their hand at the Illini. The Illini one. Handily against the Citadel, and Kofi Coburn was the talk of the town after breaking a freshman school record with 17 rebounds.
3: Well, I think that uh, just overall, since he, you know, since the season began, he's just been a I don't want to say a major surprise, but a, a, at least a, a somewhat of a surprise in that how well he has played and how few fouls he's made. And, and of course, he could do better at the free throw line. He's 17 out of 34 there. That's just 50%. We we need him to make because he's going to get fouled. He's he's getting fouled more than anybody else on the team.
1: Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal made a career out of it. Even though he couldn't make those <laughs> free right. throws other, uh, uh, either. But, you know, Brad Underwood back in the summer, back in the offseason, said, hey, folks, Kofi's a freshman, let's not put too much expectation on him. And now you look at how he has started and you go, well, was, was that just a coach sort of say, saying he'll pump the brakes? Because they have talked about how much his conditioning has gone, how, mu- how well he learns. And there's a lot of factors that I wonder if he's even caught the coaches off guard a little bit.
3: Well, I'll tell you this. The one thing that's happened that's so different from when he played in high school is they're really trying to get him the ball. Those guards that he played with, they were going to shoot. I, I watched uh, extensive uh, minutes of him in high school, and he didn't get the ball very often. He'd be down there on the post, and they just didn't they didn't throw it down there. Illinois makes an effort to go to him. This is almost like Purdue. They want to get the ball to, uh, as many times as they can, deep.
1: And the other thing is, Georgie Bishanashvili, you know, there's a lot of questions about how can he coexist with Kofi on the floor. And, and i ask Stephen Gentry about this a little bit later on here in the in the show. But I think there's as much positive, I and mean, there's a lot of positives to those two together. There's still a lot to work on, though.
3: Well, Georgie is adapting. And he will still get minutes, probably in the neighborhood of 15 at center in a ball game, Probably. That's assuming that Kofi plays 25 minutes, and he's certainly been able to do that, probably playing more than he thought he would and more than Underwood intended for him to, but uh, Georgie's still having some foul trouble, and that hasn't been the case with Kofi.
1: Uh, and Georgie had probably his completest, his best oh, yeah. game Yes, definitely. Uh, with 16 and 9, looked great scoring, got the ball, got the, went after those rebounds two games in a row where he's been a rebound shy of a double-double. Now, let's all, you know, that's the caveat with weaker competition, and that's just a fact. And, you know, Illinois is taking care of what they've had to do right in front of them.
3: Last year, Illinois had a lot of trouble rebound-wise. They had fewer rebounds than their opponents during the season, and they didn't get to the free-throw line. They're doing both of those things this year, but... Is it the competition? Yeah, that's what we got to wait and find out. But at least they're doing it, and I, I, you know you can get in the habit of doing good things, and and those things really uh, those things really matter because you got to get rebounds and you got to make you got to get to the line. If you're shooting too many jump shots outside the yard, you're not going to get to the line.
1: And the the only test case you have right now for Illinois, about you know, the quote better competition, is Arizona mm-hmm. in their building in the third game of the year, and mm-hmm. Arizona's really good. So. Um, It'll just be interesting when this turns over here in the calendar and you get the M schools in Miami and Maryland and Michigan, and Maryland will be a big test on the road. It'll be interesting to see how this all goes. All right, we're off and running here, Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. Back with more, we have our keys to the game as well and the coach's corner with Stephen Gentry as we make our way to a 7 o'clock tip here at the State Farm Center between Illinois. And Hampton, it's Fighting Illini Game Day.
3: It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth
2: Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty.
1: Back at the State Farm Center, a full day of Illini coverage. Of course, football. Football. Fell short at Iowa losing nineteen to ten. Now the Illinois basketball team trying to get the win uh, against Hampton tonight in from Hampton, Virginia. They are three and one, but they have not played uh, very much division one competition. In fact, only one of their opponents in their four games and, is and a division uh, one. William porter.
3: didn't show up for that one. <laughs> just Mary. Just Mary. <laughs> just Mary.
1: Well, they're it's an old school, so <laughs> they've earned the right to sit a few out. Uh, they do have Jermaine Morrow. Uh, now he's billed as the number two scorer in the nation. He's averaging 27 points a game in 32 minutes of play on, per game.
3: But you, Do you think we ought to put uh, Georgie on uh, Morrow tonight? I think he's averaging 27 points a game. Do you think Georgie can handle him?
1: Georgie on Jermaine Morrow, the top scorer, I think he would shut him down to 26, 25. I don't know, but if Georgie came on the air right now, he'd probably be violating a whole bunch of team rules. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was willing to do it, but he <laughs> and he was willing to do it.
1: Yeah. I don't want Underwood coming after me. Yeah, that's right. I'll tell you that. Um, look at this. He's he's averaging. Uh, he's 9 for 27, so he'll throw threes up. Basically, once he's in the gym, he's in range, but he also gets to the free throw line. He's uh, Six-footer. He's quick. Yep. So um, the word is he's crafty. He will draw yep. the fouls.
3: He scored 40 in one game last year.
1: Yeah, so he will. So let's see. Hampton you know, may go back in the way back machine. 2001, they were a 15 seed in the tournament and upset Iowa State in the first round. And that sort of put them on the map. Okay. And they've made the tournament here and there through the years. Haven't been there since 2015 or so. But and then they've been in other postseason tournaments. So 2016 was their last NCAA. Well, this their
3: first major test. And we'll just uh, hopefully the line I can play the kind of basketball that they showed in the last two games after the— little slow start against uh, Hawaii, but they, they've, they've looked pretty good since then.
1: MEAC conference they used to be in. They switched last year into the Big South, have uh, opponents like Radford and Campbell and Gardner-Webb and Charleston Southern, Longwood, Winthrop,
3: some of those teams. Oh, here's a, they've got a 7-footer just like we do, but that 7-footer, his played uh, 24 minutes in, so yeah. far in three games. He hadn't played in all four games. He missed one.
1: Pierre So oh. is his name. <laughs> I ben.
3: don't. I don't think we have to worry about him too much. I think the six, 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 six seven guys are going to be the troublemakers.
1: A lot of hopes for Benjamin Bossman's for the. Belgian freshman for the Illini saw his most action of the year on Wednesday night against the Citadel with six points, four rebounds, two blocks in 13 minutes. Talks about his
2: adjustment so far. It's tough for me, like um, especially the start, you know. Also with my injury, like we coming back now. Um, but my coaches, my team is doing a great job of uh, of helping me. Um, and yeah, it's just a process. Like we, we, I feel like I'm, I'm going to get it right. Um, it's, it's getting, it's getting there. Uh, but, yeah, as I said, it's a process. you got to keep on working.
1: What's the biggest point of your learning curve right now? Is it the system? Is it uh, fundamentals?
2: Um, I think uh, for now, um, it's just staying on the control and kind of like execute the place. Um, you know, do my job uh, with nothing too, nothing too fancy. You know, uh, coming and you, you're trying to, trying to be solid uh, without doing all the extras uh, yet. So that's that's really the biggest part, like focusing on executing the play, doing the right things, making the right reads, and let it come to me. Really,
1: you're one of four guys uh, not born in the U.S. on this team. Yep. Uh, what has that camaraderie been like with a group of internationals?
2: Um. Yeah. As I said, like my teammates are great. Like also with them having the experience of like coming or coming overseas or coming from another country um, to to play here, follow your dream. Like it's it's great to have people uh, to guide me to the way. Um, also, like it's 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 different, you know. Sometimes you miss you miss your mama or you miss you miss your dad or whatever, like your family. Um, but we always talk. They always close. Like they watch every game. It's 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 2 a.m. in the morning, and they they still be up watching my game. They call me after each game. So I mean, it's great. Like I feel at home with these guys, but also like I'm still close to my, with my parents and back home. So that's that's a good thing. Like it, it helps. It eases the, the adaptation. That's Benjamin Bossman's
1: for, for as much as Illinois wants to get the high prospects out of Chicago. This is a school with a lot of international students. I, I like the international flavor.
3: You know, and I'm really impressed with anybody. I can't even speak English. He can speak English and Dutch and Belgium and what else. Spanish, two, French, Spanish. French. That guy's amazing.
1: Georgie's got your uh, Russian and Georgian and yeah. German covered. And Andres Feliz has but Spanish.
3: Georgie yelled at the officials uh, with, in the wrong language. And the guy technically you know that, that was a couple games yeah. ago <laughs> I wouldn't do it in English anymore
1: <laughs> all right well as Illinois basketball gets ready for Hampton tonight Illinois football on their way back from Iowa City and Brian Barnhart should be in place here for tip-off by the way to call the game but football just just it felt like a time machine it's what happens when you go to Iowa. They yep. just they just kind of grind you out.
3: I, I I mentioned that there's no four-leaf clovers over there because we've had some in, in the last few games, but not, not in Iowa. Uh, just not enough points. Ten points won't do it. And uh, they played pretty good defensively, but had some really lapses on pass defense that allowed some big gainers. There was a, a period, you know, a stretch there going into the fourth quarter. They were averaging 20 yards on, on each re- uh, reception. 20 yards on a reception, not on each pass, but – but Stanley overthrew some pretty badly, but he also completed some big ones, and they were able to get in field goal range and kick them. But Illinois didn't give up any touchdowns in that second half; they they fought them.
1: Yeah, it's impressive. And now, probably the biggest concern coming out is it. What's the health of Brandon Peters? It looks oh, like he big. got his bell rung.
3: Yeah, he, he looked like he it looked like a concussion because when he was hit illegally, but not illegally as far as the officials were concerned, they even reviewed it and couldn't get. I mean, he was hit by a helmet in the helmet, in a helpless position. What? What else is it? I mean, so anyway, he, he was down, and for a few moments he was, it didn't look good. So they had they finished the game with Robinson, and the play didn't lose the game. Illinois had already basically lost it. They needed two scores real yeah. late, and they weren't going to get them. Uh, but it's just a shame that uh, that happened because I you know now we'll have to spend the week. Testing Love You on whether uh, Peters is going to play, and he's not going to tell us. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's I mean, that's right. basically what. It Although, if he's out for this, he'd be out for the season, and he says that anybody's out for the season, he'll tell us. Yeah, but
1: there's a bowl game. Yeah,
3: <laughs> well, season. that's true. Well, he'll be back for a bowl game. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. We'll be back with our keys to the game, also, our Coach's Corner conversation with Stephen Gentry. Scott and Lauren with you. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. Courtside at the State Farm Center. Illinois basketball tonight tipping at 7 01 against the Hampton University Pirates looking for their third consecutive win and we'll try to go to five and one on the young season. Lindenwood is the non-division one opponent that will be here on Tuesday night to wrap up the month of November. Scott and Lauren with you. It's time for our keys to the game. Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. All right. Don't sleep on Hampton, Lauren, but I think it's a game Illinois should be able to win.
3: Well, I'm going to bring up a key to the game is, is uh, turnovers. They're, they've made 91 turnovers to their opponent's 63. That's terrible, and it's inexcusable when you've got such experience at guard. I bring that up because they just need to get that corrected, and it started to be corrected in the second half of the last game, but I also want to bring up another point, and I'm not saying this is the key to the game, but when you're shooting 28% on threes and you got Sumo at two, 26%, Frazier at 33%, and Feliz at two, 20%. That's not good when you've got really good shooting guards who aren't shooting good.
1: My key is to not foul too much because their main scorer, Jermaine Morrow, likes to get to the line. He's shot quite a bit of them. That's how he gets a bulk of his points. He's pretty crafty. He'll probably get there, but if you can limit it, they should be in good shape.
3: And they're going to be more than one guy guarding him. Yep. There's going, all three of those guards are going to have a shot at him.
1: Those are our keys to the game. The coach's corner in a moment. Back on Fighting Illini Game Day. Time now for the Coach's Corner, Illinois and Hampton tonight. Assistant Coach Stephen Gentry joins us. He's got the scout. Our conversation brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Clark Lindsey. Well, Stephen, thanks for your time. Now five games in the books for you guys, at four and one. What have you seen so far?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I kind of like where we're at as a team. Um, you know, I think we're getting better each game as we go. We're learning a little bit more about um, our team. And yeah. Um, you know, after this game and then Lindenwood, we've got a little bit of a break, actually, and um, a lot of practice time to kind of tweak some of the things we're seeing and um,
1: double down on some of our strengths as well. Is this the time of year where you can put in a lot and see a lot of uh, in-season growth type of thing that, that you can reap later in the year? I think it's a key point in the season where, as a coach and our staff,
0: you know, you're five games in plus a close scrimmage plus an exhibition game where you've now got a sample size of game film and stats that yes you can really learn about both individuals and your team to okay hey this is what we need to work on or hey this is what is working this is the direction we want to go and um, I think we're at that point where we're going to learn yes a lot about our team and I think this is a fun time as a coach to tweak and adjust and then hey move forward with those adjustments.
1: Well, a lot of question in the off season was, Kofi and Georgie, how can they coexist on the floor? Is it safe to say, yeah, there's a lot of firepower there, and they can, and they can do it well?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they can definitely coexist. I mean, I think we're you know, we're number one in the country right now in offensive rebound percentage. That's a huge advantage of, of playing big. Um, I think Georgie's settled into kind of playing more on the perimeter. Um, and I think, hey, there's some, there's going to be some tweaks and adjustments that we're going to do to kind of put those guys together um, on the court together um, to make them even more comfortable. Um, but, yes, yeah, so they can certainly coexist. I mean, I think even our defensive rebounding numbers, I mean, playing bigger um, helps us there. Um, we'd like to see a little bit more rim protection playing that big lineup. Um, but,
1: again, that's something we're kind of learning about as a, about our team as we go here. Io hey, 14 points a game. And, uh, you know, there, I, I think there's some shots that have him fall all the time. Seems like sometimes the touch hasn't been there. But you turn around, he's seems like he's he's IO.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's still getting to the rim in transition. I mean, that's probably one of the best transition scorers in the country. And, hey, as a team right now, we're not shooting it great. Um, I think we're getting good shots. Um, but I think those shots will get um, even, even better as the season goes on. I, I think three-point percentage... Um, is tied directly to passing. I think as the season goes on and you get better um, passing, you get a better
1: offensive rhythm, um, then those are the shots that, that start going down. As a part of that, you're used to in practice and shooting rounds getting the pass that you want right where you need it in rhythm?
0: Um, I think it's just, it just comes with time, just a little bit of just the flow and the rhythm, and um, we're still trying to find um, that offensive cadence and rhythm, so to speak. Um, but again, as, I think as that improves... And with passing, you just get a little bit better shots. You get a little bit better rhythm shots. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and Trent, Io, and Dre, I mean, they've all had a great offseason in terms of improving as individual shooters. And so we
1: haven't quite seen that yet. But I, th- I think, again, as our offense improves, we will. Yeah, I didn't hear you mention that that three-point line is further back. That doesn't seem to be a big factor. <clears throat>
0: you know, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think if you look um, at the end of the year, I would bet, that it's going to be down like 3% across the board. Um, I don't think it's going to be a drastic. Um, it doesn't change the stroke of any of our guys to where they're, we feel like they're heaving it up there or anything like that. Um, so I, I don't think that
1: necessarily has an impact on our lower percentages right now. Hampton, the opponent tonight, we'll talk about them right after this on The Coach's Corner.
0: Hello. I'm Chuck Iman of Hickory Point Bank. The thing about experience is that it's more than just longevity. It's more than a gold watch at retirement. Experience is longevity plus knowledge plus action. Experience is the right answer to challenging questions. Experience puts customers first and inspires confidence, trust, and loyalty. Come to Hickory Point Bank. Let our experience make your experience even better.
3: Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Member FDIC. Outpatient aqua
0: therapy is now available at Renewal Therapy Center at Clark Lindsay in Urbana. You have a choice where you receive therapy services. Let your medical provider know you want your therapy with the licensed therapist at Renewal Therapy Center at Clark Lindsay. All ages are welcome. In addition to outpatient aquatherapy, occupational, physical, and speech therapies are also offered at Renewal Therapy Center at Clark Lindsay. Visit us online or call Clark Lindsay to learn more and schedule an appointment.
1: Back on the coach's corner, Scott Beatty talking with Stephen Gentry, Illinois against Hampton tonight from the State Farm Center. The Hampton Pirates got a little history. They've made the tournament from time to time. You go back to 2001, 15 seed, upending uh, up a number two seed, Iowa State. And they've, they've been around a few times in this. This is not to be an overlooked team, I guess. Yeah, definitely not. No, their staff does a great job. Um, they recruit really good players,
0: and um, they do a good job of coaching them up. And, yeah, just the tradition history of, of that program um, speaks for itself. But, yeah, they're a, they're a talented bunch. They're really long. They're really athletic and really score it. Um, you know, they're top 15 in the country in scoring right now. They've got the nation's second leading score in, in Morrow. Um, so, yeah, they're they're going to be a legit
1: threat tonight, and uh, we're going to have to sit down and really guard. <laughs> Morrow, he seems to uh, – he'll be shooting if from maybe all points in the gym. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, and we told our guys that. Like, you kind of expect the unexpected with him, um, and you can't be caught off guard, you know, thinking, oh, I didn't think he would, he would take that shot. I mean, he is – he is on as soon as he steps foot on that court and um he has incredible range has a pull-up game attacks the basket gets to the free throw line and then does a really good job too of driving into there in pain and finding his teammates late um but yeah he's a multiple thread guy and um you know he's getting you know 24 25 shots up a game so we're gonna try
1: to drive that number down a little bit but um yeah he's a really good player at the same time is he somebody you could get over focused on or forget about the other uh, threats they have? I mean I think he's definitely the
0: head of the snake um, I think but Ben Stanley I mean is also having a heck of a year I mean, he's averaging almost 17 and six um, but then all their other guys are willing willing shooters. Um, so yeah they're definitely not just a one-man team. I mean he, again he's definitely
1: the head of the snake but they certainly do have other threats and options. Going back to the game against Citadel, uh, in these types of games, you know when you have a height advantage, obviously Kofi did what he did. Uh, well, let's start there. How impressed were you with, with Kofi's performance, uh, given the fact that you know he's going to tower over a few others at uh, the team like Citadel?
0: Yeah, no, I think he was much more uh, patient um, in in the paint. Um, that's been kind of one of his weaknesses right now. Is getting a little bit sped up. Um, he's got to realize how big he is and kind of just catch the ball and, and play with some patience and, and just bat guys bat guys down. And I think that's where a lot of his turnovers come to, where he just gets a little bit too sped up. Um, but obviously, hey, he's a young young player. He's kind of learning um, as he goes here. But you can't, can't argue the numbers he's putting up
1: with all of his double-doubles and um, the effort he's giving there. And Georgie, uh, look at the game he had. I- to me, that was the most complete Georgie game he's had this year. And the scoring he did, it's like, oh, that was what we saw last year all the time. Just nice touchdown there, great footwork. But he also had the nine rebounds. That just looked like a great Georgie Bashanish really game.
0: Yeah, we've been really harping. I mean, and not just Georgie, but all of our bigs. Hey, I mean, we're, we're the number one offensive rebounding team in the country for a reason. And it's because we go. And just really, you know, that was maybe something we learned kind of in um, some of these other games we weren't consistently going. And so we really harped on... You know consistently consistently going but yeah i mean you're right georgie catches it on that low block i mean he's got such great footwork and hands and um and there's a reason he shot such a high percentage uh last season now he's probably not getting as many of those this year just with a hey, kofi um getting most of those catches but yeah georgie's doing a good job of, of picking his spots and then hey going and getting his own on on the glass
1: other than obviously the win what's the thing you most want to see tonight from the line
0: uh, our offensive rhythm. I mean, they're going to do a lot of switching uh, tonight, which we haven't seen yet this year. Um, and we, that's one of the biggest thing, one of the biggest challenges against a team that switches defensively is is the pace, um, more passing, less dribbling. Um, yes, we're going to have mismatches um, against their switching, but we can't get mesmerized by them. We got to keep moving the ball, keep cutting hard, and then eventually we'll find those mismatches. And, and I think hey, it's a great time to also crash the glass, um, again, against a team that switches. and So I'd probably say our offensive rhythm um, and our transition defense would probably be the two things we really want to see here tonight. Steven, thanks much. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. That's the Coach's Corner brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Clark Lindsey, and that's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Illinois Hampton next on WDWS Champaign-Urbana and WHMS Champaign-Urbana.